Hi, and welcome to the Morton Brown Family Wealth Intentional Wealth Update. I'm Katie Brown, and I'm joined today by Cody Demmel. Hey, Cody. Hey, how are you? Good. So this is the week of May 23rd, and we want to give you some updates on where we stand in the market. We continue to have some churn happening in a lot of different areas. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about where we're at, what that means, and what we as investors can do or, or how we can help kind of digest this information. So Cody, why don't you kick us off? Why don't you give us an update of, of where we stand across some of, some of the, the broad indices? Yep. So we'll go over some of the fixed income numbers with some of the more safer bonds, some of the equity numbers, and also touch on inflation. So obviously, as everybody's seen in, in the headlines, inflation is a lot higher than it was last year. So recently, the inflation number was 8.3%. And one thing we wanted to point out is it's not just higher inside the US. UK actually had a higher inflation number than we did, and their inflation was running around 9% over the past year. And then fixed income with the interest rates rise and hopefully slow down inflation has taken a little bit of a hit so far this year. So the aggregate bond index is down around 9% so far year to date. And then when we go over to equities, a lot of the growth or tech companies have been hit the hardest so far this year. So the NASDAQ is off around 30% from its highs this year and the S&P 500 or the broad index that most people look inside the U.S. is off around 17 to 18% so far here to date. So let's circle back and kind of break apart a couple of those, those areas that you just touched on. Let's circle back to inflation. One of the, the challenges that we're having on the inflation side is that the Fed is trying to get it under control. And so they're, they're raising rates. And as they do that, that could slow down the economy. So we might actually start to find ourselves in this place where you start to hear the word stagflation, where inflation is running, but the growth isn't keeping pace. And so inflation is outpacing growth. We'll see if we start to get into that area or not. And usually that's fairly short-lived, but just something to be kind of cognizant of. And then also on the bond side, as you mentioned, we're at this this period of time where where bonds have been selling off because for the last 40 years, we've been used to interest rates going down and so bond prices going up. We just kind of look broadly. But what's causing that flip-flop now for us? Yep. As you were explaining when going over what stag inflation is or what people have been talking about, the reason they've had to start raising interest rates is they're trying to slow down the economy at, at the right pace to make sure that inflation numbers comes down without slowing down the economy too much to get into that, that stag inflation. So... We've gone from a very low 10-year treasury rate. We hit the high around 3.1%. We've, we've dropped a little bit from that level, and we're back down to around 2.8% on the 10-year treasury. So when we have the interest rates rising, the actual bond prices take a hit. I think that is interesting over the last couple of weeks as we've seen some of the stocks continue to go down. Bonds have started to act more like we're used to bonds acting. Bonds have started to hold their value a little bit more in these last couple of weeks. And, and so I, I think that's, in, in some respects, kind of encouraging to investors to know, okay, they're, they're getting that counterbalance back a little bit. And then on the equity side, is you highlighted the NASDAQ yep. versus the S&P. So we're still seeing a pretty large divergence there. Yeah. So, I mean, going from very low interest rates, some of these high growth companies 
in particular tech and some of the smaller growth companies were able to lend money at very low levels to try to get the growth expectations going forward. If they're having to pay more, they're not able to lend as much, you may expect their growth to come down. So that's one of the reasons we've seen a little bit of a sell-off to some of the higher growth sectors compared to some of the, the more value-oriented or energy sectors so far year to date. So what does that mean for the average investor? What are some of the takeaways that you're seeing or hearing or even we're thinking about? Yes, I mean, overall, it's just obviously important to stick to your plan. Make sure you have a good plan in place that you know what you're invested in. I think that's one of the most important things, too, is there was a lot of headlines that everybody was just being risk on last year. And now Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of being the opposite or you can make the argument it should have been the opposite of that now. People should be feeling like they should get a little more aggressive that we've sold off 20, 30%, depending on what index you're looking at. But then obviously just making sure that you're staying within your plan, staying within your risk tolerance, and you're not getting too aggressive. But then at the same time, making sure that you're not trying to time the market either by going all in or by by selling out. I think that's one of the, the things that we're talking about often with our clients and just in conversations as everything is moving so fast around us and we're starting to see it in both directions, which is a a normal churn that happens when we're getting close to those recessionary levels, close to those resistance bands, you start to see sharper spikes up and down. So when everything's moving so fast, one of the best things that you can do is recognize you don't have to, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If you have the ability to slow down and be extra measure in what you're doing and even more patient, then that's a great opportunity to really lead to your own personal financial success. Jason Zweig of of the Wall Street Journal, he had a a great line uh, just recently where he said, your results depend much less on how the market behaves than how you behave. And I think that's, that's the opportunity in front of us as investors is to recognize your behavior. Like you said, Cody, kind of focus on that plan. And if there are productive things to do, we've talked about this before and things like tax loss selling, taking some of those, those losses and using them to your advantage, not necessarily going out of the market, but swapping out some positions so that you can realize some of those losses and, and even, even rebalancing, like this is an interesting time, I think to rebalance and that it's, it's not your traditional rebalancing. Yeah. So in some of the recent sell-offs we've, we've had besides this year, when stocks are selling off 10, 20, 30%, depending on if it was a bear market and, and going below that bonds normally held pretty stable or they weren't down near as much Where this year, some of the bonds are, especially the longer term bonds are actually down closer to 15, 20%. I mean, the shorter term bonds aren't, aren't down as much, but it's pretty uncommon to see both bonds and stocks down around the same time. So now if you're wanting to get a little more conservative, it may not make that big of a difference to have a small shift from stocks to bonds. Yeah. Finally, let's talk a little bit about the chart that that you have from Putnam. And this just talking, this going back to that Jason Zweig quote, of, it's all about the investor behavior and the importance of staying invested. So. Cody, do you mind sharing what we're looking at here? Yep. So this is a a chart from Putnam that they put together. If you invested $10,000 just in the S&P 500 
back at the end of 2006 and just kept it in the market till 2021. So the end of last year, your 10,000 would have gone up to around 46,000. If you missed just 10 of the best days over 15 years, your returns were cut in half. And then obviously the more you go down. So if you missed the 20 best days, you really only have a 20% return. Your 10,000 grew to 12,000. And if you missed the 30 best days out of 15 years, you were actually negative. So, I mean, some of the best days normally come after some of the worst days we have, which again, we don't want to try to time the market. That's why we wanted to pull this up to make sure that just to go over how important it is to, to stay invested. Cause we all know when we have these large sell-offs that we've had, especially this year, it's tough when we're in these declines, but we don't want to sell and try to time the market and then try to figure out when to get back in. Right. I think something that's really powerful about this too, as you said, just a handful of days over 15 years. I mean, that's how how much of a difference that can make. But also looking at the time period here, I mean, this was not a smooth sailing time period in which this this chart covers. I mean, we're looking at things like the 2008 financial crisis. There's 2020 in there. There's just different periods of, of churn. So it's not just a matter of even 2018, the last quarter of 2018, we, we ended the year negative, brushing up against bear territory. It is really important, as, as you said, to be able to stay your course. Make sure you know what your plan is. Don't react because everybody else is reacting. And to be patient, once again, I say to clients, if you don't need the money in your account today, tomorrow, or even next year, then we can weather this out, assuming everything is aligned with, with your goals and You've kind of done a gut check on the, you know, on that risk tolerance. If anyone would like to talk further about where they are in their financial journey, where we may be able to assist or help answer questions, or if you just have any concerns, you know, we're we're always open. So please feel free to reach out at any time. You can reach us at morantbrownfw.com. Or if you have any topics you would like for us to cover, we're happy to do that as well. So thank you for joining us today and we'll look forward to speaking with you shortly. Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. More information is available at our website, www.mortonbrownfw.com.